Welcome back to the Lash Business Lounge. I am your host, Lauren Lappin, and this is the place where we talk all things lash and beauty business related. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Lash Business Lounge. Today, I am answering one of your questions, uh, one of your requests, which is kind of a combination of two things. I thought that I would cover them both in this episode, and If you listened to last week's episode, I think it was episode 32, it was all about working for somebody else in their salon versus working for yourself in your own business. So it's a little bit of a stark contrast to to that, but the questions that were put forward to me were how to get into lashing. Uh, So this episode is going to be more for your lash artists, beauty therapists uh, that do tend to like more lashy type stuff and also taking the leap to start your own business. So first of all, I'm just going to say in Australia, you know, I know that I have listeners from all over the world, but in Australia, the beauty industry is basically ungoverned. Um, <laughs> it, it really is. There are TAFE courses where you will receive a formal qualification. So there is, I think the, the minimum that you should need to work in a, in a legit beauty salon is certificate three which is certificate three in beauty services. And it gives you everything that you need to be a beauty therapist minus, you know, facial treatments and massage and sort of more uh, specialized treatments. So you learn how to do nails, waxing, tinting, makeup. I don't know if lashes, I, I feel like lashes are still not even part of the proper full cert three or diploma beauty course even. I think it's, an elective and I think depending on when you where you are studying it it's up to them whether they include it or not but the extension or you know the elective of lash extensions it is so so far outdated that you would nowhere near learn what you need to learn to be a lash artist in your own right so even if you have done it at TAFE I would highly, highly, highly suggest doing some other specialised training courses, you know, at least three days, five days to really, really hone in on your skills and get some good experience with clients and really learning about the chemistry behind the glue and, you know, your salon conditions and all of that sort of stuff. You really need to know all of that. And I'm pretty certain that that is not even included as part of the TAFE course. So don't feel that you do need to go to TAFE because you can still start your own business. You know, I could right now, I could teach Josh. Josh is my producer on this podcast. I could teach Josh how to do lashes and have him come work in my salon. But you do need to check with insurance if your insurance cover insurance company will cover you if anything goes wrong. So that some will and some won't. So you need to check that if you're in Australia. 
In the rest of the world, I know that in the UK, there's a lot more hoops you've got to jump through to be able to, you know, have that qualification and open your own business and in the USA as well. And I do believe Canada too. You need to be licensed. You need to go do a full beauty therapy course, or I think it's called an aesthetician in the USA. So, you need a license. So, it's a lot more strict, but down here in Australia, it's a little bit more loose and yeah, it's ungoverned. So, I I would say if you want to be a lash artist and you're not really interested in doing all of the other stuff that goes with it, like body waxing, nails, makeup, etc., etc., I would look for some really, really great short courses. So, you don't need to go to TAFE. I would look for people that have been training lash artists for a long time don't just pick people with the most followers on Instagram. You know, you can be very, very good at marketing yourself on Insta or Facebook or TikTok or wherever, but perhaps not be the best trainer. Uh, You may not offer your students much support after they've actually completed their course. Uh, You know, I have heard of some trainers in the past, you know, never giving people their certificates or, you know, They've had to send in their, the students have had to send in their case studies, you know, photos and videos of their work and things like that. And they've never heard back from the training academy. Uh, so, really do your research. There are a lot of amazing, amazing, amazing trainers out there. And depending on where you are in the world, there's got to be one somewhere near you. I'm not going to sit here and name any today because I'm not affiliated with any trainers or anything like that, but um, there's some amazing ones in Australia. There's amazing ones overseas as well. But I would be particularly looking for student results, reviews, feedback from students. If you see, you know, any training academies tagging their students in their stories or like work by such and such, I would just, I would reach out to that student and say, hey, like, do you recommend this training academy? What were the good things? What were the bad things? Did they have um, much support afterwards, etc., etc.? You can ask them about pricing and things like that before you actually reach out to the trainer. So, and and I mean, this is why I love Instagram as well because it really it's shrunken our world. I know so many people in this industry just through asking questions and talking online. Like, don't be afraid to reach out. So. I would definitely not just go for the people that have the most likes and followers, you know, that make the best reels. Yeah, like you can be great at video editing and great at uh, videoing your work and really, really good at doing amazing lashes or really good at amazing brows or whatever yourself, but can you teach them to people? Can you teach them to students and then your students go on to be successful? It's also important to, if you are thinking about starting your own business, does this lash course or brow course or whatever it is that you're looking into have a business component? Would it be advantageous to maybe seek out a business course in its own right? There are short courses or you can do the whole hog. You can do an MBA. MBA, That's a Master of Business Administration, which Sometimes I feel like I would like to do it, but then I've been warned off. So, yeah, it's up to you. 
I've learned a lot of things along the way and now I pay people to tell me stuff that I don't know how to do and get them to do it as well. But yeah, I, I, I don't, I probably don't need an MBA. You maybe don't need an MBA to run your own lash salon, but yeah, you probably need to know a little bit about business though. You need to know what you're getting yourself into. And if you haven't already listened to the last episode where I did talk about starting your own and weighing up the pros and cons between working for yourself and starting your own business, go back and listen because I did raise a lot of really real and raw points in that episode. I didn't sugarcoat anything, but it may be easier when you're starting just to work for somebody else. But I'll let you go listen to that. I won't get too far into that in this episode. But uh, yeah, you probably need to learn how to market yourself as well. So not just business stuff, running the business, but you probably need to know marketing. Because if you can't market yourself, how are you going to get clients? So marketing is a massive, massive, massive thing. Some people are naturally good at it. Others are not. And at the end of the day, and I've, I've said this before, you can be the best lash artist in the world. But if you don't know how to tell people about that, like you don't know how to showcase your skills, for social media, or you don't know how to talk to clients, you don't know how to get them coming back, you're not going to be able to build your business. You're not going to be able to get new clients and you're not going to have returning ones. So, learning some communication skills and marketing as well as business is really, really, really smart. (laughs) It's really smart because just being able to do the service well doesn't mean you're going to have a great business. You need to be able to do multiple things, like I just said, marketing, the back end of stuff. If you want to hire a team in the future, you need to be a good manager and motivator of people. So, learning how to do that. You know, you could look for a mentor, maybe Reach out to someone in the local area that you feel is is a good person, has a good business, maybe someone you look up to, and ask if you can go spend a day with them in their salon. See what it really takes. You know, write a list, pick their brains. I have done this before with, you know, an amazing, amazing salon owner in Sydney that I met at training. Her business is goals. She's got like 40-something staff. Um, If you don't know who I'm talking about, it's Charlotte from Lady Lash. I think she's got like four or five salons now. Crazy massive business. But, you know, we met at training back in 2014 and have remained friends and remained in touch ever since. And, you know, I, I have picked her brains many times and I'm so, so grateful to her. So, you know, find a mentor. Um, If you really want to get started and take the leap to starting your own business, having a mentor is great. And you can get a paid mentor or you can find a free one. So, don't think that you have to spend big dollars on, you know, getting advice. But paid advice, I will say. I'll I'll plug myself a little bit here. You know, I I am a business coach. I do coach people on, um, you know, growing their salon 
paid advice is usually a lot better and it comes a lot faster than free advice. Usually when people are giving free advice, they might be a bit slow to give it to you or, um, you know, they might not give you the whole picture. But, you know, depending on what your goals are and how quickly you want to move and how much you want to invest in yourself in regards to time and money, you know, you can look for a mentor that is paid or free. So that is basically how you would get started. Uh, You need to decide what course you need to do for whatever service, service it is that you are going to be offering and, yeah, do the course. You may not love it. <laughs> Lashing is not for everybody. But if you are a perfectionist, OCD tendencies, you like to make people look good and in turn feel good about themselves, um, it's great. And if you like intricate, sort of tedious work, repetitive work in the way that, yes, the lashes are, are tedious and, and repetitive to apply, you know, it's probably going to be a really good thing for you. But after, you know, a few years experience, that repetitiveness kind of wears off, I feel, because it becomes muscle memory and you kind of do it autonomously. I'm sort of more engrossed in, you know, talking to my client and what's happening in their life and things like that. So, I don't think so much about what I'm doing when I'm lashing anymore. It's more about the client experience. And the fact that they get up after an hour refill with beautiful lashes is just a bonus, I guess. But yeah, you can go to TAFE. The training for lash extensions at TAFE, though, is very outdated. So if you are going to go to TAFE because you feel you need to have that certificate three or diploma qualification behind you, that is totally cool. Um, There's nothing wrong with that but I would certainly look at doing some shorter courses for more specialized courses for lashes or whatever it is that you are wanting to specialize in, as well as some business courses. So business administration and perhaps uh, marketing and maybe finding a mentor. So those are the things that you would need to sort of get started lashing. And then from there, once you like you do have some experience and you've done your course, you can do one of four things or you can do all of these four things and start small and work your way up. But basically, you could go and work for somebody else. So, work for somebody else in their salon, which is fine. You're going to get lots of experience. Uh, You may really enjoy it and want to stay there. You could start your own business and work from home. You could also have your own business and hire space in somebody else's salon or somewhere else in someone else's commercial space. It doesn't have to be a salon. It could be a clothes shop or a chemist or something like that. Yeah, you could hire a room on your own and have your own business or you could open your own salon. So, have your own commercial space with, you know, views to in the future hire other staff and have them work there with you or under you or, or what it, whatever it is you want to do. So, I, I've i done all four of these things. I learned how to do lashes in salon 14 years ago and I worked there for a few years, 
then I had my daughter and I worked from home. I had my son and I worked from home a little bit more seriously. I started promoting myself. I had a Facebook page and stuff. And I think I might have, you know, started charging a little bit more then because I knew I wanted to start my own salon. So I actually went straight into a commercial space of my own from home. I never actually worked in somebody else's salon on commission or, you know, paid them rent or anything like that. I w- there was a point in time where I was going to. I was going to rent the space in the back of my hairdresser's big hair salon. But I I don't know. I just felt I nearly did. Um, we were in really serious talks and that was the plan for a, quite a few months. And then, yeah, in the end, I just decided, no, I think I want my own space. And, you know, it was the best decision I made because I, I wouldn't have been able to grow if I had a rented space in somebody else's salon. So you've got a few different options there and none of them are wrong. None of them are right. Uh, it just depends on what you want to do and how you see your life panning out and what your goals are and the life that you want to lead. You know, we all have different goals in life. Not all of us want to have, you know, 20 staff and not remove yourself from the business at all and not see any clients. Um, some of us might only want two or three staff and, and you know, be still working in the business full time because that's what fills your cup. That's what makes you tick. So, there's no there's no wrong or right, but taking the leap really is just believing in yourself and knowing that you can. And, and really, when I started, I think I definitely believed I could. I didn't really have any doubts. I had no option for failure. And I have talked about this in earlier episodes of this podcast and, and on my Instagram I think before, but I had no option for failure. You know, taking a small business loan of $25,000 to start my salon, you know, borrowing against my house and then having the bank tell me that I was lucky my husband had a good wage because that's the only reason why I got the loan of $25,000. You know, at the time I thought that it was so much money and now I'm just like, wow, (laughs) I can't believe I even borrowed that from the bank. But, you know, it's funny how times change. But, yeah, I I never really had any doubts that I would fail because I couldn't. I didn't want to stuff up. I had a lot riding on this. I didn't want to make myself look like an idiot in front of everyone, anyone. I'm pretty concerned about what people think of me, which is one of my toxic traits, but it's probably made me excel in what, I've, <laughs> what I do. But... Yeah, I I had nothing to fall back on really. I had no way of paying back that money if my business wasn't successful and I'd signed a two-year lease. I didn't want to be paying rent in my commercial space for two years without a business operating from it. So, I had no option for failure. I had no one to bail me out. Yes, my husband had a good job, but he was fully supporting us. So, we wouldn't have found it easy to pay that rent if I didn't have money coming in. I don't have a wealthy family. You know, mum and dad didn't give me <laughs> give me any money to start. I, you know, I I didn't have a backup plan. So I think that that is what really propelled me forward in the beginning. And I did have, you know, a very very supportive husband. Um I had a lot of friends and family that told me I was silly for concentrating on lashes, you know, specializing 
Uh, and back then it was pretty crazy. Eight years ago, there weren't many specialist salons. There were more full service salons back then. But yeah, I, I had a few people that were doubting, but they weren't sort of openly going, this is a stupid idea. You can't do it. You're hopeless. And I know that a lot of you out there do have people like that in your lives, which sucks. And maybe maybe you're the person that's saying that to yourself. I know that a lot of you too, you're your harshest critic. Well, I mean, I know we're all our own harshest critics, but a lot of us are very, very insecure and doubt ourselves a lot. So maybe you know, those words of discouragement perhaps aren't coming for other, from other people in your life. They might be coming from you. So if you're not feeling it, if you aren't confident that you can make it work, if you're not 100%, you know, set on the path you want to go down, I don't suggest you start your own business, that you take the leap. Perhaps you know, go smaller first. Like you can get started in this industry, you can do the training and, you know, get good at what you do working for somebody else and then assess. There's nothing wrong with not going straight into opening your own salon after doing your training. I actually don't really recommend it. I think you need quite a lot of experience before, you know, going and doing something like that because, you need to know exactly what you're doing. Uh, you need to be able to talk the talk to clients so that they can feel confident in you. So I would actually love to know how you got started in this industry. I know that a lot of us fell into it, but I would love to hear your story. If you want to reach out and send me a message on Instagram, my handle is Lauren Lappin underscore. So L-A-U-R-E-N-L-A-P-P-I-N underscore. Let me know how you got started. Do you have any tips and tricks for anyone out there that's wanting to get started? What was the biggest thing that helped you take the leap? If you got your own business, what was the biggest thing that helped you, you know, to decide to take the leap to start your own? Uh, and if you're listening to this and you're on Instagram, if you've, you know, you're not driving or something like that, please um Share a photo on your stories of where you're listening to the podcast, what episode, what you thought about it. Make sure you tag me in it so I know. I love hearing your feedback. And if you've got something that you do want me to talk about on this podcast, please feel free to let me know. But that is all I've got for you today, guys. I will see you all online soon.